It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Whether it's taking all your little ones to their sporting events or everybody getting together and taking a ride to the beach, the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure. With features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or... Standard third row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Hello and welcome to this Saturday special edition of the Ringer NBA show. I am Justin Verrier and we're stealing him away from what is it? The Mac quarterfinals, but it's Jay Kyle, man. What's up, buddy? <laughs> yeah, you had to drag me away kicking and screaming from uh, the well, you know, I'm still kind of recovering. It's been a tough weekend for me on, on a fandom level. We won't go into that, but uh, a lot of basketball, Justin. Tonight's basketball, though, was... Uh, Honestly, a little better than I thought. You know, when we heard Giannis wasn't going to play, I was, you know, you, you get that clash of the Titans excitement where you're like, oh, this is going to be wild. And then, uh, you know, a little choppy. I'm sure we'll get into it more, but it turned out to be a pretty good game, a pretty exciting uh, close to the game, I think. So no Giannis for the Bucks, no Wiggins still for the Warriors, no Kaminga for the Warriors. So definitely a little deflated going into it, but Steph Curry managed to wring uh, some excitement out of this. And maybe we should start there, where Warriors win this one, 125-116 in overtime. Um, I had sent you a text, I think it was around the third quarter, And I think I said, if the Warriors blow this, this is going to be embarrassing. And for a while, it seemed that way. But then Steph was just Steph. And I guess this is the Warriors experience, right? It's like, there are a lot of reasons to doubt them, especially when they are away from their home arena. Uh, But Steph Curry is still incredible and can still win these types of games. So like, where are you on the Warriors maybe after this one? Are you still an optimist or is the, the doubt just like too much to ignore at this point? Uh, I, I had said this before the show to uh, one of our Warrior fan co-workers, and I feel like I, I've just laughed about this because I feel like being, and I've experienced this too in my own life, you know, you're a Yukon guy, I'm sure you could probably confirm or disconfirm this, but <laughs> whenever you're closer to a situation, 
I feel like the cynicism it, it just tends to be a little higher, you know. Whereas from yep. a distance, I'm kind of rounding the I'm rounding some of those experiences. I'm not living or dying with every outcome. I'm kind of seeing this macro thirty thousand foot thing, and I'm looking at it. and I'm like, okay, well, you saw it tonight. Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson are this triangle. You just kind of need to have a core, a, a, a basic concept that is intact and makes sense. And, you know, it was a little choppy at times in, I think, in sort of like dynamic with what Milwaukee does, which I think we can talk about. But um, I'm less less pessimistic. I think defensively they might have some issues if Wiggins remains to be out. Um, you know, I still think that the depth thing, they're, they're sort of like putting flex seal and, and gum. They're shoving it into little holes uh, to try mm-hmm. to get by with, you know, their Ty Jerome minutes and their DiVincenzo minutes and things like that. DiVincenzo had like the, one of his best games of, of the season. Uh, but overall, they're still the Warriors. And I sure as shit would not want to be playing them uh, with their just c- cool as a cucumber poise it, late in games. And it's Steph, man. We just we know that he's capable of having these crazy out- outbursts. Where do you where do you sit on him? I, I ping it right back at you. Are you, you optimistic? <sighs> Increasingly not, despite what we saw from tonight, because once I get away and farther away from the high of the Steph Curry performance, so the, the line looks beautiful, 36 points, six rebounds, four assists. But throughout that entire game, I was just asking a question I find myself asking a lot, which is who else is going to step up here? It seems like there are options, right? Clay has been pretty consistent, especially of late, especially since uh, in the games that Curry has missed. Um, you know, pool is there occasionally he can give you a little bit of a jolt, but it's only until they like touch the stove that it feels like they click into warriors mode. And the fact that that doesn't happen for three, maybe even almost four quarters in this game, I'm just like, where is this all the time? And where is it going to come from? Because like, yeah, Clay's been better, but you see games like this one where it's like, he almost needs like the nautical like wins to align to for where he finally <laughs> kicks in in overtime to end up scoring 22 points. And I'm just like, there's, it's just too risky, man, especially if they're going to be playing so many games on the road, which they're, uh, they're in line to do because right now they're, they're the sixth seed in the West. Yeah. They, it does. It, I guess it just doesn't feel like they're imposing their will as frequently. And I think that's why we're coming away with this sort of flaccid feeling of just like, it just doesn't feel like the way, you know, that was kind of the, that was kind of the hallmark of the warriors, you know, from, you know, I guess 15 to there's been eras and it's been different in the different eras, but this team last year, I mean, I, and I guess part of that is it's been talked about a lot, you know, Gary Payton and not being there coming back, but not being healthy. Um, I just don't think physically there. And I think the physical thing was the thing that popped the most to me tonight when I was watching it is that like pool pool specifically, um, <laughs> you know, you saw, you could see that like you could read Drew's lips that he was getting annoyed with pool because uh, the physicality seemed like it was bothering him quite a bit throughout the game. Um, he, yeah, not, not the best game from Jordan pool four for 13, two for five from three. Uh, minus 11 plus minus not that I'm a big single game plus minus guy but it matched the eye test he just kind of looked flustered and that's been kind of the vibe if you want to point to one thing that has been one of many uh, that has been critical and damning for them I think it's just just how up and down he has been throughout the season it's just like the margin for error 
isn't where it used to be. And like, there was a point where I think the broadcast mentioned that Ty Jerome only has like four games left to play in the NBA before they uh, <laughs> try to convert his, his two way contract. And you kind of like, you got the feeling from that one because you're just cycling through these bench guys who like, you just can't count on. I mean, Moody got six minutes in this game, but like it's probably more minutes than he'll often see for like two week stretches. Um, I was watching the game I think it was the Warriors game against the Grizzlies a couple of days ago. And Steph made this like beautiful dump off pass to Looney, who was making a cut toward the basket. Right. And I was like, Oh, this is nice. Right. Yeah. And then Looney stops, sees that there was a rim protector in the basket and then just brings the ball back out. And I was like, God damn. Like, this is where I feel like the Wiseman failed experience really starts to hurt them. If they had, like, a vertical spacing, like, just physically imposing center that gave them this new dimension to the dynasty and they can, like, like figure this stuff on, on the fly. But instead, you have a situation like tonight where you need Steph Curry to be MVP Steph Curry to really drag you out of it. I don't know, man. Like, Iguodala is not going to get it. Jermichael Green played well tonight. He's rarely in that situation. Just like, I don't know where this is going to come from unless Steph is incredible. So, uh, I'm pretty dubious, honestly. I didn't understand that play at the end of regulation. There were were a couple different bullet points here. I also want to tack on that, like, Jalen Rose's hair, there is not a TV with (laughs) definition high enough to capture how sharp Jalen Rose's hairline is. I was staring like at helmet. it. I was like, I can't, there are not enough pixels on the planet. <laughs> we need like 18K. Uh, on that last play though, man, like, um, A, I don't understand why Jamichael Green wasn't the person catching that little fulcrum pass for the action to step. A, because he's a better shooter than Draymond and he's had an, he was having a better game. But then they were also like, oh, there's 1.8 seconds left. Can Steph get his shot off? I was like, what the hell are we talking about here, guys? This is the fastest draw on <laughs> earth. I just was shocked by that. Um, overall, though, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Their draft philosophy has kind of betrayed the thing that got them here. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that in the things that, that Wiseman struggle with, the questions about him coming in the draft, they just kind of didn't go away as they don't. They're not going to just magic. You're, and there's a kind of a culture thing, I think, that can maybe be a little bit of hubris. He comes here, we'll change him. You know, and they, yep. they kind of experienced that with Wiggins. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely think uh, I love Looney, but it is kind of hilarious when he does that Rodman thing where he just kind of brings the ball to you like a loyal dog. It's kind of I love him, but it is it, it's not what you need. You need more. Yeah, it's not Looney's fault. We should mention. God forbid we ever attack Kavon Looney. That will never happen on a podcast with <laughs> the two of us there. 15 rebounds uh, from our guy. It's just a problem of like not having enough spacing when you have him and Draymond there. And even when Kaminga's in there, they've had some of the similar issues where it's it's really just it's Steph and Clay and then DiVincenzo was it was awesome from three tonight, but I don't know. It's just it's not as as well oiled as it has been in the past. Um, but let me let me put it this way: because had they lost this game, they would have dropped to a half a game above the mighty Los Angeles Lakers. You're excited about this, yeah? Well, I think <laughs> it's just interesting, you know, interesting comparison points. A team that was left for dead 90 different times throughout the regular season versus the Warriors, who everyone has been penciling in for the finals, despite the the, the mounting evidence that they aren't the same team any, anymore. Seems like they're kind of, uh, you know, peers at this point in the season. Um, are, do you have more faith than in the Warriors or the Lakers, the mighty Lakers with D'Angelo Russell now at this point? I still have more in the Warriors. I I don't yeah. I just think, you know, you can be 
two escalators can kind of be going two different directions and you can be exactly side by side, but it's not indicative of where you're going, you know? So I, I just think it's beautiful. I, I just think that <laughs> the, I, the Lakers are going to have to win me over and prove it, but it is hilarious how, how like um, just brand credibility, how much credit and, and discredit we give teams throughout the year in any given discussion. You, I mean, you were talking about how you thought it was going to be embarrassing for the, for the Warriors to lose to the Bucks, I don't really, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, they were nine and five without Giannis coming into the game. I mean, it's a game they need to win without with it, when Giannis isn't there. But like the Bucks' identity is just so cohesive defensively. They play so hard. Um, this matchup in particular, I thought was interesting because uh, Lopez uh, was just sort of this implied thing of like. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to kick the ball back out because the first kind of downhill thing is just not gonna be there. And I, I, he had a hell of a game tonight. I'm always impressed with Brooke Lopez. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. The one kind of quibble I've had for the Bucks for probably going on like maybe two seasons now is especially after they traded one Dante DiVincenzo, who now plays for the other team in this matchup, like where the the bench depth was going to come from, because he was really their only young piece to kind of roll this thing forward, uh, who could maybe grow alongside Giannis, besides obviously Middleton and, and Drew Holiday. But they have slowly but steadily assembled all these different veterans and bench pieces, the point where Goran Dragic is now on this roster, didn't play tonight. But we were talking about this just offline, just like Joe Ingles seemed like the steadiest hand on the entire Bucks lineup in those crucial crunch time minutes. And so they've assembled this depth like quietly Jay Crowder, another one where I'm starting to be like, Oh, you won't find yourself in a Celtic series situation this time around where you're wondering who could hit a goddamn shot. You might not have like the go-to guy, but you have like five different options now to cycle through in order to find that guy. And so 
I mean, the Bucks don't really need anybody caping for them. They're one of the best teams in the NBA, and I think a lot of people's finals pick. But like, I'm I'm even more bullish on, on the Bucks than I probably have been this season, and I'm already pretty high on them. Ingles was the guy that I actually wanted them to get. I've wanted them to get for a while because I just thought he fit so perfectly. You know, he instantly, I was telling you, he instantly came on this roster and became the best passer and the best shooter. One thing that I think is interesting, though, is, and this will probably segue to some other things about the Bucs, um, I do think that, like, each of their hand, you know, they they finally got him, you know, and that's great, but each of their handlers, kind of their secondary handlers, aside from Giannis, talking about Drew, talking about, you know, Grayson Allen, talking to Connaughton, doesn't really do a whole lot of uh, that. That Javon Carter, at one point we were talking about this was just going to be the, the Javon Carter versus DiVincenzo show, which I didn't expect. But they kind of have asterisks next to them. Like it's like mm-hmm. I, our team's going to figure out that Joe really is not looking to get downhill at all and just play super uphill on him uh, and switch that and make that pass difficult. I see that coming if they play the Celtics. And then Drew still has a little bit of that wildness in him. You know, we mm-hmm. saw him hit the huge one from the right wing where when he got Kevon Looney in that switch. Uh, but then a couple of plays later, he just threw one off the backboard. I feel like that's the true <laughs> holiday offensive experience. It still it still makes me a little icky, but Giannis being there, I think, kind of uh obviously is gonna change the whole dynamic of the thing. Love Drew. And this is probably his best NBA season, if not statistically, than just the eyeball test. The problem is you just don't want him to have to be your your go-to guy on offense in, in a game like this. And he stepped up to his credit, but we saw in overtime, it kind of fell flat. And that probably brings us to the Middleton question. Um, third straight start for Chris Middleton, which happens to coincide with Giannis not being there. So maybe they elevate him to the starting lineup just for a short time while Giannis is out. And then maybe they uh, bring him back to the bench. But this is the first time he's been starting since he came back from that massive absence earlier in the season. A little flat. I, I don't know if we've seen the Middleton we've all expected at any point this season. He's definitely like he's leveled out. He's he's not to the point where you're wondering why this guy's even out on the floor anymore. You saw even late in overtime, uh, he hit, hit a big shot and uh, he went to the line for for another one. But something's not quite there, and that's probably the one thing that if you're going to worry about the Bucs, is it, it's going to be Middleton. Yeah, he's the thing that you know takes them to that final level. Um, I mean, he's he's the guy who can is you know when he's going one of the toughest ISO covers in the league. Um, I defensively, you know, there were a few different times in transition where it just looked like he was like 0.75 steps. Like he just, it didn't, he was getting blown by a lot. Um, I was saying too that like they kept trying to pick on these switches when the team, when teams go small against them because the Bucks are so huge. Teams will try to go small against them and they kept trying to pick on those switches with like Ty Jerome and, and DiVincenzo. And he just didn't have the pop to get to his shot. You know, when he got a big guy on him, it might've been Looney. He got to his shot and made a tough one. Um, you know, not every team's going to play them like the Warriors do. I don't know. Would you like to see these teams in a, in a, in a final series? How excited about that would, would you be? Sure. These are definitely two of my favorite teams. Um, I sure. I Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see this. No, I mean, I, I doubt not to be a Warriors pessimist constantly, uh, especially in a game where Steph Curry just like blocked Drew Holiday <laughs> to end regulation pretty much. Uh, I feel like we've been pretty dour on them, but no, I, 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 I highly 
highly doubt that they're going to make it back there. You know. Well, I'm not saying it will it happen. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it just feels like we don't get to see them play that often. But uh, which is a true statement. But it's like uh, uh, th- those dynamics against each other. I, I wish we could get to see them fully healthy. But there's so many good teams. It's not like we're going to be de- deprived of good basketball. Who is your finals pick? Before we go here, just putting you on the spot. Yeah, I well, I mean, the, the KD thing, it just kind of changes everything, depending, you know, assuming he doesn't slip and fall and uh, we, we have to, we have to uh, do the uh, what life alert thing to keep him healthy. <laughs> I'm kind of wobbling right now. I mean, initially it was Denver, Milwaukee. Um, I also feel like the Celtics will come around. I mean, I'll, I'll stick with Denver, Milwaukee for now, but I definitely could see it being, I could definitely see it being Phoenix, Milwaukee, which would also be super fun. What about you? Yep, I'm in the same camp. I, I was Celtics for a very long time, but the Bucks just like the depth, man. That was the one thing that I would be keying on and harping on for a while. It just seems like it's there. I don't know if I'm just like, I'm a little bit more down on the Celtics because they hit kind of the roughest stretch of the season right here, but um, who knows if Robert Williams is going to be out there. He's missed four straight games, so that's another injury we're going to watch here. But um, uh, why don't we wrap it there? Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us here on this Saturday night or the Sunday morning as you're listening to this. Thank you to Kai Grady on production. Thank you to Benjamin Cruz also on production. Uh, we'll be back on the Ringer NBA show feed, I believe, on Monday. So stay tuned. See ya.